Hey friends, welcome into the Render Podcast. I'm your host, Cam, and we are continuing along in our newest series called In Conversation With. In this series, we're focusing on connecting with other business owners in the events industry and chatting through all of our successes, our failures, networking, navigating our clients, and what we've done to overcome these obstacles along the way. So listen into today's episode. Hey there, you're listening to the Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. And we are super excited to be in this series of in conversation with some other professionals in my local industry. Today, I am chatting with Jen Trotter of Lip Service Makeup. She has been a good friend of mine for many years, and we serve together on a local board for WIPA um, and have just been in, in each other's lives over the years through conferences and through just this big wedding industry that we are all in. And so, Jen, will you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and who you are? Yes. Hey, Cam. Thanks so much for having me on today. So to anyone listening out there, um, I own a bridal beauty team called Lip Service Makeup. And that name came about because, as you know, Cam, I always have on my red lip. Which you're wearing right now as well. I know, I know. I've been known for that since I was about 18 years old. So that's where that name kind of came about. But I've been a professional makeup artist for 32 years, uh, which that blows my mind. Um, I got started in TV and film. I was a model in college. I actually hosted a TV show and was working for a couple different production companies as on-air talent, doing commercials and hosting gigs and things like that. And then I shifted to behind the camera and did became a makeup artist and did commercials and things like that for a few years. Then I started doing weddings about 27 years ago. That's when I came up with lip service makeup and weddings are my thing. I love weddings. I love the connection. I love the problem solving. I love the caretaking. I like, there's, there's so many things about it that I like. Um, it's you're busy the whole time, which I know sounds weird, but you, I love being busy nonstop and weddings allow for that. There's so much that I love about it. So now over the years we've grown and we've shifted and I've got a team of 20 people. We do anywhere between 175 to 220 or so weddings a year. We do a a thousand or so, you know, more than that, really probably about 1500 other things, headshots, trials, bridles, lessons, uh, things like that. Uh, we even worked on Love is Blind, as you know, last year, season three of Love is Blind, which is really fun, and some other high-profile things. Yeah, you've even done makeup and hair for my mom, and she talks about you all the time. Yes, that's right. <laughs> well, that's right. I mean, talk about yeah. VIP, let me tell you. And I love doing hair and makeup for people in our industry, which I find to be a huge honor, whether it's for vendors, vendor friends that we know, or for like their children, there's adult sons and daughters getting married or, oh boy, that is such an honor when people come to me for hair and makeup services. Um, 
but something that I've shifted into over the last several years is speaking and educating. And it's really important to me because I think as a veteran vendor, you, there's so much you learn just from living it, just from going through it. Um, just the ups, the downs, the mistakes. Oh, that was not good. I need to do it this way. Shifting your business. Can I grow? Yes, I can. I did it. Okay. Can I get bigger? Yes, I'm going to do that. Going through all of that teaches you in a way that nothing else can. And there's so much that I learned along the way. And you know this, but I have a weird little backstory in that I have a background in conflict resolution and corporate training, which may seem a little strange for a person who does hair and makeup for a living. But I used to be the director of the Fort Worth office of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. I managed and consulted restaurants where I trained the entire staff from the ground up. Um, So I have a background that includes communication, corporate training, and conflict resolution. So I decided to cherry pick those things from my business past, meld them together with being a bridal beauty team owner, and that is my focus when I do speeches and presentations. I'm not generally talking about makeup. What I'm talking about is being a business owner and managing some of those communication issues that can arise specifically to wedding and event people, but not necessarily. It's really applicable to anybody. Well, it doesn't matter what you do for a living. There is so much of just being a business owner in working with people in general, whether it be vendors, whether it be clients, whether it be planners or suppliers, even that teaches you so much, right? (laughs) Working with people teaches you a lot. So, and couple that with growing a business and learning business practices and all of that, the rhyme to what you do is certainly important, especially if you're teaching on that thing specifically, but in the general speaking sense of just business, that is so important. And the more uh, longevity you have doing that, which you being at 27 years and even 32 years, even extended from that, shows just right there that you've are you've found some success <laughs> whether it be a lot or a little you've found <laughs> some success and now you have something to share about it so i am so grateful you are here to talk today to our listeners we were talking right before we started recording about um generally speaking our customer might not always be right or they might not always have uh the correct mindset or understanding of what we are doing as professionals so do you want to kind of share a little bit of an opening of, of kind of what we were talking about right before we started recording? Yeah, <clears throat> this is actually a talk that I'm working on going forward because I, I think that when I do broader topics, sometimes there's little things that really resonate and people talk with me about afterwards. And I'm like, oh, I need to pull that out and really expand on that. And this is one of those things because I've done a few talks recently where I've said to the audience, the customer is not always right. And just looking at their faces, you know, some of them are dropping their teeth. Some of them are nodding like, yeah. Some of them are like, wow, I hadn't thought about that. But it's kind of an old school premise. I think all of us have heard that at one point or the other. Maybe your parents told you that. Maybe your first bosses told you that. The customer's always right. But the rea- in reality, the customer is not always right. And by that, I mean, we are the experts. We know about our business. They don't. So I have never ordered a bunch of rentals before. So if I came to you and needed a bunch of rentals and I'm like, well, I want to do this and I want it to be delivered this way. And that, and I, I can't direct that because I don't know what I'm talking about. 
I can have my wish list and my needs and things that I'm considering and things that I'm wanting and that's fine. But then you as the owner of the business who understands how it works, you need to then collaborate with me and collaborate, I think is the key word. Um, what I try to eradicate, whether it's my private coaching clients or when I'm speaking at conferences, is this whole, as the vendor, I'm this deferential kicked dog and the client is just like, this is what I want. And you're just like, okay. And you're running around scrambling and whether it works or whether it doesn't or whether it's good for your business or whether it isn't, that needs to go. That is a super old school way of doing things that honestly doesn't make anybody happy. It doesn't really make the client that happy either. But more importantly, doing that, um, doing stuff that you know isn't right for your business really hurts your heart, your soul, your bottom line, your revenue. It interferes with your ability to do what you do for a long, long, long time. And how do we get good at what we do? Doing it for a long, long, long time. So when dealing with customers, I think it's just wise to kind of eradicate that from your head. And when they're asking for things, instead of thinking like, oh, okay, all right. Uh, here's an example I would give that maybe explains it a little bit better. I have really long, thick hair. I always have had. She has the best hair. For those listening, she really does. She has <laughs> the best hair. As someone who has thin hair that has split ends all the time, I feel like Jen has the best hair. <laughs> oh, you're very sweet. Thank you for that sweet compliment. But I've always had really long, thick hair. And one of the girls on my team cuts my hair. And if I went to her and I said, give me a pixie. And she's like, okay. And just starts cutting. What what did I just pay for? Where what about all of her years of expertise? What about her knowledge of work? Not that she would she would never do that, by the way, but just as an example. Yeah. Okay. So what people really are paying for, what they should be getting, the value they should be getting from working with you is your years of expertise, your knowledge, your confidence to say, hey, let me talk you through why that's not the best idea. Um, in an instance like that, if I was going to a hairstylist and said, give me a pixie, they better say, okay, well, have you really thought about that? That's quite a, a drastic change. Have you really thought this through? You know, there's a, several questions they would want to ask. Um, so in my case, as a bridal beauty pro, sometimes people will say, like, we've got bride plus 15, and we want to do it all in an hour and a half. <laughs> Well, I don't just say, okay, and then scramble behind the scenes and create this super chaotic right. situation with 40, 14 artists all doing two services that makes no sense. That That's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous approach to take in my mind. If I think that's going to make my client happy, I could not be more wrong. What's going to make my client happy is to say, okay, clearly this person doesn't understand how this works. So I'm going to clue them in. I'm going to collaborate with them. I'm going to give them a peek behind the curtain and explain like, this is how this normally works. This is how much time we need per service. Here's what I recommend. This is what's going to look good. This is what's going to feel good. It's going to be calm and relaxing. Mm -hmm. I know we can start on time. I know we can finish on time. You're not going to feel rushed. You know, that's my job to educate them and lead them down the path of where I want them to go. And I don't think it's wise to just be like, okay, and then do all this scrambling behind the scenes that's not going to lead to the best results. And you're going to be resentful and like, why, why did I ever agree to do this? And right. nobody's happy. 
Well, and because of your time in the industry, you know firsthand, even if you have the penthouse of the penthouses, you still Mm -hmm. are going to be real tight on space. She might not know that. Mm -hmm. Or it takes 45 minutes per service, and then there's about five to 10 minutes of um, getting ready for the next service um, in between because you have to clean the brushes and you have to. Somebody knows how this works. (laughs) Well, your client doesn't know that. And so that's part of why we charge what we charge is because we've done the hard work and the heavy lifting to understand those things. Yes. Which is why we are the experts and they are hiring us as the experts. You probably wouldn't hire unless your dad is really good at it. You wouldn't hire your dad to do your taxes for you. You're going to hire a tax professional because they know what they're doing and they're going to be able to plug the numbers in the right way. Or you might pay extra for the TurboTax Deluxe, which is what I did because I didn't have time to find someone. Um, And and same thing, if you go to Target, you're not going to go into Target and say, I know exactly where what I'm finding is and I'm going to go straight to that place. You're going to be lost. And so sometimes we have to lean on the professional to say, hey, do you know where that thing is? Can you point me in that direction? Even just that, a very, very small example, they're maybe not always the professional working at Target, but when you don't know, you don't know. And leaning on the people that do know best is really important. And so things like your tenure in your service um, is going to teach you how much time and what turns that knob of stress and how much do we want to experience of that? Because wedding days can be stressful. We all know that. But yeah. how stressful do we need it to be? And that's, that's someplace, I mean, I have that conversation with people all the time in my head and in my brain. I mean, doing beautiful hair and makeup is ground floor. That's the bottom of what we're starting with. My focus is not really there because everyone on my team can do that. They can do it in the time allotted. They can, they can, they can meet those requirements. That's sort of where we start. So I'm spending my thought process on What can we do for this specific bride in this specific occasion to make this day work for her? What are her fears? What are her concerns? What are, you know, what are the things that are going to make her anxious? Is her mom driving her nuts? How can I keep her mom over here? Like, what what can I do? Um, What are the things that are going through her head? I'm thinking about all the ways to make that day go really smoothly for her. And it's, if you're only thinking about the service you deliver, that's you're you're just really missing that whole other piece of the puzzle right um i that's i just spend a, a lot of brain space there but also i think that i think sometimes people think like well if i push back and obviously you don't want to do it in a way that sounds like you're being argumentative or you're putting up barriers you don't want to be like yeah no it doesn't work that way oh we don't do that you don't want to you don't ever want it to come across like that you don't want to make it sound like well you're dumb for asking that question i mean how it's not dumb. How could they possibly know? Right. How could they possibly know? So I think the way you phrase it is important to say things like, oh, I totally can understand that you think that might work, but let me walk you through kind of what that looks like. And then, you know, if it's possible, I could say like, you know, let me walk you through what it looks like, how much extra it's going to cost. And then you can make your own decision on what you think is best. Because there's some things that I don't want to do. They don't work. They're kind of messy and like, for example, I don't like to start at one location and finish at another location. Right. Is it possible? hundred percent. We can absolutely do it. If, if a client decides that that's what needs to happen, we can absolutely do it. It costs extra. And I need for them to be very clear on what that's going to look like and what's involved. 
it's possible. But I want to walk them through that so they can say, yep, that's what I want to do. And I'm willing to pay for it. And let's go. Oh, okay. Sign, I'll sign you up for that. But I don't want to just be like, okay, and not walk them through that. Right. Because that insider information is so valuable to them. And I encounter a lot of vendors that I think the sticking point that they're having is they feel, um, and they may not, this may not even be in the forefront of their brain. It may be way in the back somewhere, but they may be thinking like, I'm less than, like this client is more important than me, or this client has more money than I do, or they're spending a lot of money with me. I can't possibly say anything. Yeah. Even when it comes to budgets, sometimes we're not always our ideal client. Meaning if you right. have a minimum or if you know that, your average order is X and you personally can't pay that. Like that wouldn't be, if you were in their shoes, you wouldn't be paying that. Sometimes we feel like as, as professionals, like, well, they're better than I am or they're more well off than I am. And so they do kind of this. So I have to do whatever they say. Yeah, exactly. If they say jump. I have to say how high. Right. And, and I get that and I understand that, but you know, there's science behind this, but that just really doesn't work. What people need is not, a kicked dog. I'm just going to use that phrase because we can all picture a poor little, you know, kicked dog who's got his, you know, who's in trouble after something, you know, whatever. That's not really what people need. What people need is a confident, in control, knowledgeable partner in their business ventures. It doesn't matter if you're talking about buying a home, if you're talking about doing a wedding, if you need hair and makeup, if you need rentals, it doesn't matter what you're talking about. If someone's ponying up a bunch of dollars, that's really what they need and it's really what they want is a confident, in control, knowledgeable partner. That's really what they need. And just being like, okay, and the customer's always right and just scrambling behind the scenes even though it's a dumb idea because you didn't want to tell them it was a dumb idea is not a good move. Again, not suggesting you go to your client and be like, yeah, that's a dumb idea. You have to find ways to finesse that and ways to make them you know, not feel stupid for asking because they, they don't know. Right. Right. Be the professional at the end of the day, you might have a bride coming to you and saying they want this, this, and this, you know, as a professional, Hey, if she does that, she's going to really regret that. If mm -hmm. she chooses that thing for her bridal bouquet, she's really going to regret that. I had to do this a couple of weeks ago. We had a bride come in for her prototype meeting where we put together the floral arrangement and showed her the candle options and the tableware and the linens and all that. And she chose a look that is um, kind of trending out of what's trendy in weddings right now. And she said, well, what do you think? Like, do you like this look? I could tell that she was kind of on the fence of like, I, I think I like this look because I'm told to like this look, but I don't know if I want that or not. And so she looked at me and she was like, I don't know. What do you think? And so it was my professional job because I've seen the industry and I've seen the many trends <laughs> that has happened over the last 12 years that I've been in business. And I know that this one trend that she's looking at will be trends and it will be looked at 10 years from now and be like, oh gosh, we did that thing. And so it was my job to tell her, hey, this is really pretty right now. It's, you see it all over social media. But in my professional opinion, I think if we make these couple tweaks, you are going to look back 10 years from now on your wedding photos and absolutely love it and not think, oh gosh, I did that. And I gave an example of, uh, baby's breath and mason jars 10 years ago that everybody did. And we look back on those and we're like, oh gosh, I'm so glad we don't do that anymore. And so I had to be the professional and validating, hey, this is really pretty right now. And you're seeing it all over social media. I agree. It's so pretty. But here's my 
slight suggestion. If we make this tweak and this tweak, we take this thing out, we put this thing in. I've actually got some in my cooler. Let me go grab that. Let me show you what that looks like. Then I'm being the professional and showing her what's best. Then she ended up going in that direction. And she's like, oh my gosh, thanks for telling me that. I didn't even, like, duh, didn't even think about that. Yeah. But I was able to do that in a way that validated the customer and showed them, you're not dumb. You're not stupid. Like, this is a normal thing. It's okay to ask these questions. But as the professional, here's my opinion. You can take it or leave it. Like, I'm happy to do this look. Yeah, I'm like, I'm happy to do this look. Easy for us, no big deal. But if I were you, here's what I would do instead. Yeah, and it's the benefit of your years of knowledge that you're sharing. And we do that all the time. We do it with hair. We do it with makeup. Obviously, with styles they're choosing, colors they're choosing, Mm -hmm. what's going to work with their neckline, what's going to work with their hair type, you know, all of those types of things. But we even expand beyond that. I had a mother of a bride recently who just could not decide what dress to wear. And she just was texting me and she's like, what do you think of this dress? Well, I already knew the, the wedding colors. I knew the style, the vibe. I knew everything that was happening with the wedding. And this dress was not right. It was, too, it was way too bright. The color was wrong. And it was not right for her personal coloring either. And I said, I don't think that's the best choice for you. I said, let me pop online and find a couple other options that I think would be better based on all the stuff that I know. I mean, it took me five minutes. I mean, I found a couple of other options, sent her those dresses, and she, like, she was practically in tears. She was like, thank you for telling me the truth. I I thought and I thought it probably wasn't right, but no one would say anything. Everyone's like, it's fine, whatever. Like, no one would tell me the truth. She mm-hmm. was, I knew I could count on you to tell me the truth. And I didn't say like, it's ugly and horrible and wrong. Cause it wasn't, it was a beautiful dress. I said, I'm not sure that's right for you. I think these other things would be better for you. We do it a lot with, um, jewelry too. Like when people are choosing their jewelry, you know, they've got like little micro old school matchy matchy jewelry. And I said, have you considered something a little bit bolder, something a little bit more statement, something like and I have all kinds of stuff I can show them from my personal collection. I have, I have a collection of hair accessories, just inexpensive stuff so they can envision what it's going to look like. Well, we walk them through all of that. That is value add, value add, value add mm-hmm. all the way the line. And when I'm doing that with clients, I'm always, you know, being honest and being forthright, but in a, in just like you said, you can take it or leave it. This is what I recommend, but I, I know for a fact, because I've read my reviews, people love it and they appreciate that. It makes them feel special. It makes them feel like we really care because guess what we do? That's not fake. Um, It makes them feel like they're not just a number or not just another wedding. It's, it's basically part of what they're paying for that they don't know that they're paying for. It's what they want, but they don't know that they want it until you give it to them. And they're like, that's exactly what I needed. I know it's what I want. When I'm a vendor, when I'm in their shoes and I don't know the situation, what's, you know, when we're talking, like when we bought our home, you know, our real estate agent, we relied on her heavily. It's only the second house I've ever purchased. Like I, I'm relying heavily on your expertise for how to walk through this in the right way and not to make a misstep. Right. So it, it's when I'm a consumer on the flip side of things, And having said that, I want to touch on that for a second. I do think it's very important as vendors to periodically just really sit in your own mind and remember what it feels like to be a consumer. 
and remember what it feels like when you're ponying up a bunch of your own cash for something, what that feels like. The, you know, if you if you have to, we need a new fence, like it's going to cost a ton. And I know it's going to cost a lot of money and that's not going to feel great. And I'm really going to have to trust the person that we pay to do it. Remember what that feels like and remember what it feels like when you got married and remember how you wanted to feel special and like it was your big day. Thinking about that regularly helps me treat my clients better and helps me treat them the way I know they want to be treated. Right. Well, and just going that extra mile is really important. Again, they might not know, they might not be right, but we are the professionals and we know what that's like. Um, I just did an episode, we just re-ran an episode recently and how upselling is good for your clients. It's not just good for your finances, it's good for your clients because if your client doesn't know, they don't know. And so if you have, we give the example on the episode of we do lounge furniture a lot. It's our biggest renter. And while someone might reach out, they might do a wish list and they get a sofa, two chairs, a coffee table, and a rug. I know as a professional, what's going to elevate that lounge is adding some pillows, maybe a couple plants, a couple bud vases or a coffee table arrangement, maybe a couple books or a candle, like adding those little things that do add up. Your lounge is now going from uh, just a lounge to a set, to a memory making thing, to an inviting area for your people to gather in instead of just, oh, there's some, you know, a sofa and some chairs over there. Let's go chat over there. And so if your customer doesn't know, they don't know, which is why we have to be the professionals in guiding them in their next direction and their next step with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just industry standards, they are probably very confused. You see all the time what the knot puts out or what wedding wire puts out about pricing and about, um, about pricing and about trends and about all these things that they're seeing on Google and on Instagram of, oh, hair and makeup should only cost you a hundred bucks and, uh, your rental should only cost you 500 bucks and, you know, they're seeing those things. And so they don't know. And so when they reach out, we get all the time. Uh, floral is a great example. They can reach out and they're like, Hey, I think I'm going to spend a hundred dollars on my bridal bouquet. And we're like, okay, so you want carnations in your bridal bouquet. That's what you're looking for. We don't say that, but, um, we say, Hey, what you are sending me is absolutely gorgeous. Love what you're sending us. That is going to cost X, Y, Z. It's not going to cost that. I can do it for that, but we're going to have to choose different blooms and it's going to be a lot smaller. And so educating them because they are thrown all of these things that are not correct. And so they think they're right, right? They, they think that. I, I think that. that's something that's unique to the wedding and event industry mm-hmm. because there's other things within our lives. Like if you need a pair of jeans, I think everyone on the planet knows what you can get a pair of jeans for. You know what a cheap pair of jeans is going to cost you. You have an idea what an expensive pair is going to cost you. But nobody is shocked when you're like, this is how much a pair of jeans costs. Most everyone knows that. Right. Or even houses. I mean, when you go on Zillow, Mm -hmm. you generally think that Zillow is probably within the range of what that price is going to be. You know, if you are in South Lake Grapevine, it's going to be a different price than downtown Dallas. And it's going to be a different price than Oak Cliff. Like there is... In different areas and you know generally how much you're going to be spending on a house right you know how much you're going to be spending at target for your dry shampoo 
you know, yes. if you're going to be. And you, buy it, and you buy it over and over yeah. to, to further edify your knowledge of what th- those things cost. Right. But then you get married and I mean, you have no clue. What does a wedding cake in 2023 cost? What does a bridal bouquet in 2023 cost? What does professional on location hair and makeup in 2023 cost? I mean, I can't tell you how many people are like, well, I got my makeup done for prom, you know, 15 years ago and it was 50 bucks. I'm like, I mean, that, that has no correlation. That has no correlation to, to what we're doing now. So they do really feel lost. They do really feel, um, you know, it's almost like little babies. Like, I don't know anything. Teach me all the things. And so that's why it's very important for vendors to be strong and to be confident with that, with that strength and that confidence, you have to have that kindness. Mm-hmm. The kindness is what makes it work. If you're strong and confident without the kindness, it's not so great. It's not so great because it can come off really harsh. So it's, it's the strength and the confidence all delivered with that kindness. In my head, I'm always thinking the word that it always pops in my head is collaborate, collaborate, collaborate. It's not you're spending a ton of money and I'm your little servant doing things for you. I am collaborating with you. I know about this piece of the puzzle. This is something that you need and I'm going to take care of all of this for you and we're going to collaborate and make it go really smoothly. That's such a different mindset. You know what I mean? The first one and the second one are, you know, are vastly different. And I think that there's a lot of vendors, um, whether it's no one ever taught you you don't know anybody who's ever run a business, like maybe in your family, no one's ever been an entrepreneur. Maybe you've only worked for other people and you always have a boss kind of telling you what to do. And now you're in charge of yourself and you're like, I I don't know what's okay. And what isn't, I don't know where, where that comes from. I think everyone has felt it from time to time. I know that I did in the beginning, I did hair, I did hair and makeup part-time for many years And those lessons came slowly because I wasn't doing it at the volume that I'm doing it at now. The more volume you do, man, those lessons are just coming one right after the other and you get it, you get it figured, you get it figured out pretty quick. But I think all of the things that we're talking about, um, something that is important to me is you should be able to do what you love and what you're good at. I mean, you have an amazing rental company, you know, I've got this a great bridal beauty team. Like we should be able to do what we do, what we enjoy for longer. Mm-hmm. And if you don't handle your communications well, and if you don't get your head around these soft skills involved in running a business where it can really damage, it just hurts. It just, it makes it to where you feel beaten down. You get tired, you're exhausted. And all of a sudden when you're sitting around with your other vendor friends, you're like, yeah, this client sucks and that client sucks and this client sucks and this one's pissed and that one's pissed. It is very difficult to enjoy your career. I mean, yeah, you you need money to pay for your kid's college and pay for groceries and pay your mortgage and all of that. So you may not just quit, but why not do what you do and actually enjoy it? Right. I mean, Uh, My husband sees it all the time. I have a home studio. So people are here Monday through Thursday, 9 a.m. to 6 6 p.m. Nearly every day people are here Monday through Thursday. We also do, you know, headshots and lessons and things like that. But it's so funny because, like, he hears the conversations and he comes around the corner. He's like, were y'all having fun? I was like, yeah, we were having a great time. Like, 
I, I love that. And I love that I can make money doing something I'm good at and have a really good time at the same time. It's not, I'm not Pollyanna. It's not that it's never crappy or I don't ever have a bad day. I, I do on occasion, but overwhelmingly it's, it's awesome. And any thing that I can share or anything helpful I can teach someone else to help them feel that way, oh, man, that's, that's it for me. That's yeah. it for me. Well, it goes back to how we are as professionals and why we do what we do. At the end of the day, we got in business to help people in the skill set that we um, are good at, whether it's floral and rental, whether it's hair and makeup, whether it's uh, DJing and communicating on that side and emceeing, whether it's planning, whether it's all these things that we do. Um, one thing that we have kind of helped refine and define a little bit more is characteristics of who we are as professionals here in the mm-hmm. render office. Who are we? What makes up us? And what do we want to be known for? And one of those things is being obsessed with our clients, being obsessed with how we make them feel and how we bring their visions to life. And if you are truly obsessed with your client and making them the hero and making them win at whatever they are wanting to do, whether it's their wedding or it's a photo shoot or it's headshots or a corporate thing, if you're obsessed with making them the hero and winning, then it is easy for you to uh, make them win and share with them what is right and what is normal and what is going to set them up for success and hearing their wants and hearing their desires, validating that I, I hear what you're wanting. Here's why this is going to work or this is not going to work. And here's a solution to that because I want you to win. I want yes. this to be your best day ever. I want you to look back on this day and be so excited and remember those things. And so here's why we're going to do it this way. And so mm-hmm. if you're doing those things, that sets you up to be the professional and right. make your client win. And then go back to what we're talking about is your client not might not always be right, but you have the solutions to make it right. Mm-hmm. Um, are you are you familiar with Marie Forleo? Love her. She's yeah, love Marie Forleo. Yes, but I I I borrow her well known phrase: everything is figure outable all yes. the time. Did you read her book? Because yes, mm-hmm. yeah, I did too. It's incredible. Everything everything is figure outable. Yeah, there there is. I mean, I've yet to encounter any kind of a problem where there was no solution. Right, there is a solution. Anything that comes up. You know, if I'm talking with a client and they're like, oh my gosh, can we add two more people? Yes. Right. We just got to figure out how to make that work. Exactly. You know, oh, we need to change where we're getting ready. We'll figure that out. Is, you know, no, it doesn't matter what's happening. We can right. figure it out. There is a solution yeah. for everything. And yeah. um, it, I find it very fulfilling to be a problem solver. Every job I've ever had since I was a teenager Every job I've ever had, I've been like the chief problem solver. I'm the one that people go to to get all their problems fixed. Like, no one knows what to do about this. Go ask Jen. She'll fix it for us. Like, I love the problem solving element, which sounds so weird. It sounds like I would tell you that my favorite thing is playing with the glitter and sparkles and all of that. (laughs) I do enjoy all of that, but that's, you know, I guess after this amount of time, that's that's just sort of an automatic process. Really, the thing that I love is you know, being someone's resource and knowing that they just feel so good. They feel like oh, Jen's got my back. She's got this taken care of. Bridal beauty check done. I don't right. have to worry about anything and they right. can, whatever else they're worried about, they can worry about. Um, there's something for me that I just find that very, very fulfilling. Yeah. 
I do too. And I think that comes with just being in business for so long. Mm-hmm. The, the glam and the glitz and the fun things that we get to do as professionals, which, you know, all of our friends who are not in this industry is like, oh, you I like all that too. <laughs> you get to have fun and you get to make, you know, play with pretty flowers and you get to do makeup all the day. That sounds like so much fun. We're like, yeah, it is fun. But what's even more fun is getting to see our clients and make them the hero. And what's even more fun is being able to take a problem and solve it and figure mm-hmm. it out. So mm-hmm. I love, I, 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 my joke is I love to do the wonder woman spin. Like I, I actually, I don't, I don't have it on my desk today, but I have two, not one, but two wonder woman mugs. <laughs> um, but I love to do the wonder woman spin and save the day. Like um, I don't, I don't like it when someone's having a problem, but like if a planner calls and says, oh my gosh, you know, this, the hair and makeup team didn't work out. Can you, is there any way you can do this? Or I don't like that the problem exists to begin with. I'm not right. ever happy about that. But when I have an opportunity to save the day, man, that's the best. Yes. I just picture the, the Wonder Woman spin. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's so I love incredible. It. <laughs> This has been such an incredible conversation. I am so excited for people to listen in and hear your expertise. Is there any final things that you want to share with our audience? And then will you also share where people can come and find you and listen to more of your incredible experience and figuring it out? Yes. Um, Let me see what we want to wrap this up with. I guess the one thing I would say that kind of encompasses almost everything that we talked about is just when you, if you're in a position to deal with clients and make decisions, if you're struggling right now, if you're hurting right now, if you feel like you're not doing it well, if you feel like everyone's just beating me up and I'm just chasing my tail all the time, just know that you can learn a way to not feel that way that it just comes from knowledge. Everyone probably feels that way in the very beginning, but there is hope on the horizon and it lies in knowledge. It lies in connecting with other vendors, getting support. If something's not working, figuring out a way to do it better. So don't feel like that's just how it is. It can be better. You can find the joy in running your business. So I want to kind of just leave it there. So if anyone wants to connect with me, they can find me a couple of different places. Um, You can find me on Instagram at Lip Service Makeup, on Facebook, Lip Service Makeup, on TikTok, (laughs) Lip Service Makeup. I mean, I'm pretty consistent across the board. And LipServiceMakeup.com. So it is Lip Service Makeup. Everywhere you go, you will see those little stripes, and little red lips, and you're like, that's the place. So that's where you can see everything we're doing in regard to lip service. You can see the TV shows we're working on, the photo shoots, the brides, the headshots, all the good things and all the pretty stuff and connect with me personally there too. You can also find me at the Jen Trotter on Facebook. It's just Jen Trotter. You'll see my face. And on Instagram, it's the Jen Trotter. And that's where I park all my speaking stuff. That is where you will find Um, Like I'll talk about this podcast episode there. That's where I talk about upcoming conferences that I'm speaking at. That's where you'll find all of that information, be able to connect with me there. Awesome. Well, we will have all that linked in the show notes and on the blog post. So um, if you're listening to this, you can scroll right down and click on those to follow her there. Well, Jenna, it has been such a joy. Always is to talk to you. Thank you, Cam. Thanks for having me. I'm honored, really. Well, thanks so much. And we will see you guys next week on the Render Podcast.